When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast and your host, Jesse Mizzle for Shizzle. I am happy to be here because I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm recording this episode right from my bedroom. I'm not in my bed, I'm at my desk. And I feel excited that uh, I'm alive. I'm breathing. I think that's a pretty amazing thing. You know, it's all about the simple pleasures, even though life shouldn't really be considered a simple pleasure because it's pretty amazing. But I mean, like when you get down to the nitty gritty, I had a pretty great weekend. I went nature hiking. I guess it sounds a little redundant, but a lot of people in LA consider, you know, wearing uh, fancy Adidas high tops and you know a matching outfit with their latte walking flat land for 25 minutes a hike I'm talking about like we almost got lost in the wilderness y'all real hiking I had a fucking backpack we went with a lesbian and Justin Martindale he he has an amazing joke about if you're gonna go hiking or camping you gotta go with a lesbian We had accessories. Uh, We found a a water hole, which is what they used to call me in high school. (laughs) I had such an amazing time. We went up to Ojai, California, and I've never really done that. Like, even though I'm from Syracuse, New York, which is, I mean, it's a city, but technically there's, there's a lot of land, you know, there's trees around us in my, in my hometown. I still never went on like a hike hike. You know, I like I found a walking stick five minutes into the hike. I I dressed accordingly for once in my life. You know, I wasn't worried about being coordinated. I had just a regular like outfit on. I got dirty. I got shin. I got cut by plants on my shins. Nature's a bitch. Nature's ruthless, man. And speaking of ruthless, uh, let me just deviate off of this nature path that I'm I'm taking you guys off. You know what? No, fuck it. I'll talk about my neighbor in a minute. This fucking bitch. So we went on this great hike. <laughs> we, um, we went to this little water hole and it had dried up. Apparently there was a lot more water a couple years ago, much deeper, 14 feet deep. And the hole we found was only, how deep was she? It was only like three deep, three feet deep. <laughs> um, we brought lunches. I brought Bunny, who was an amazing hiker. Bunny, my little 10-pound bitch. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a, what an active dog. I was pretty impressed by her capability. I had to carry her once for like 10 minutes, but that was it. She kept up. Pretty freaking impressive. And it took, you know, we were hiking from like noon till about six at night. I mean, it was legit. That's a legit hike. You know, I mean, if you can hike and hold a latte, that's not a hike. It's a brisk walk, Stephanie. I I went into the woods and a lot of the land was burnt. It was kind of cool to see like 
nature reinventing herself. Because <laughs> there's all these charred trees and then all this beautiful green regrowth underneath it. And I got high as hell and I, I talked to a burnt tree for about 20 minutes. <laughs> And I just looked over at uh, Denise, our friend on the hike, and she goes, yeah, you're talking to a tree. And I was like, yep, I am. And uh, we're we're fine. We're, we're in our own conversation. I was talking to the tree, apologizing for her being burnt because she was all charred up. Uh, she was just burnt. She was burnt to a crisp, y'all. And I was peeling off her burnt bark, telling her it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think I might have been inadvertently speaking to myself to the while I was talking to the tree, but it's all good. Everything's the same, right? Um, I want to talk about my bitchy neighbor before we get into today's episode, which I actually have a guest on today. You guys are welcome. Um, my building's management office called me and said my neighbor was complaining about me being loud on Memorial Day. Suck my dick, suck my dick, I suck my dick, suck my dick. Would she win? She wants something. She can suck my dick all day. day. <laughs> Yeah, six o'clock at night. She was annoyed that we were making noise. Um, we had a day off. We were celebrating. I'm annoyed that you're not doing enough in your life that you have time to be annoyed by what other people are doing in theirs. Go for a walk, Sheila, whatever your fucking name is. I mean, people who complain about things that don't have to do with anything really annoy me. <laughs> I realize the irony that I'm complaining about people complaining about things, but like learn a skill. Here's what you should do. If you're annoyed by something, ask yourself, am I going, is this problem? Am I going to die? And if the answer is no, then okay, there's your perspective. And then you should go, what can I learn that's new that'll occupy my mind and keep me from worrying about this thing that doesn't really fucking matter. Cause all it comes down to is boredom. An idle mind is the devil's play- playground, people. Buh, 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 buh. An idle mind is the devil's playground. Uh, that's a quote from somebody that I forgot who, but it's just in my mind. It's been in my mind. You can't have it. Look, look, if you're annoyed, it's because, I hate to say this, but it's, beca- it's because you're bored and dumb. So learn something new. Your, your boredom is your brain literally begging you to teach it something. Fucking learn a new sex trick. The start at the very bottom. It doesn't even have to be anything like, you know, how to dissect a, a a dung beetle properly. It can just be something real basic, like how can I squirt? Because <laughs> I taught myself that. That's another episode. But yeah, I got bored one day and I googled it. And you know what? Taught myself how to squirt. You're welcome, America. You're welcome. There's my contribution. Just learn something, even if it's how to. I don't know, um, properly d- do origami, um, learn how to bake a fucking muffin. I don't know. Learn how to say I'm a bored bitch in Mandarin. I have no idea, but there's three options right there. Three, three things right there that you could do that will occupy your mind from boredom. It'll, 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 it'll keep away the boredom for a little bit. And then when you get bored again, Hey, go learn something new, go learn something new. You must be bored. You're a dumb bitch. Go learn something new. And a bitch applies to men and women. I just want to reiterate because I know we're in a very sensitive climate right now where everyone's triggered by words, queefs, and eye uh, 
movements that you just have to make sure you cover all your fucking bases. <laughs> but uh news bulletin do 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 I don't give a fuck do do I don't give a fuck. There's a lot of singing on today's episode. Um lots happening in the world. Roseanne got canceled because she said some dumb shit and Trump is still president. So hey, we're obviously still concerned with the wrong things. Hollywood is bored. <laughs> the people are bored. We still have an idiot for president. Yeah, that's right. Don't get political on your podcast. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. Just playing drums. <laughs> but all of that is neither here nor there because I went on a nature walk this weekend. I cleared my mind, body, and soul. I feel amazing. I learned that I'm really I'm really good in nature. I can build fires. I can um, uh, just survive. I don't complain. I get really in the zone. I had my dog with me. It was great. I just, I can't wait to get back and do like a hike where I can find creatures. I just don't want to come across a bear. But then I kind of want to like carry all the accessories. Like I'm that person that right now I just want to go to a Patagonia or like, you know, a Dick's and just stock up on like bear mace and and hatchets (laughs) so I can have the accessories. I really don't want to hike. I just want the cute stuff that goes with it. No, I think it's amazing to get out in nature. And that's, you know, honestly, my mind has been racing lately. I have a lot of stuff going on and, you know, all the stuff with my dad and still just I'm working and it becomes a lot. Sometimes you get fucking overloaded and you can get overwhelmed. And, you know, as much as I would love to just sit and drink a whole bottle of wine to myself, I it just was like, you know what, I'm going to get out and do some physical activity with friends and smoke weed and talk to a burnt tree for an hour. And I felt great. (laughs) I felt amazing. Um, Shows coming up. I should tell you guys that. Uh, JessieMay.com is is my website. I'm lucky enough that I found my website under my name. I've had it for years. Um, I don't have too many crazy shows right now because I've been writing on some stuff for Facebook and working on these podcasts and just working on stuff locally in LA. But I do have Seven Deadly Sins is coming back to the improv, Hollywood Improv. That's going to be June 12th, 930 in the lab at the Hollywood Improv. I'm going to be at Ha Ha Comedy Club the 13th of June. And then on the 16th of June, I'm going to be at the Ice House in Pasadena. I'm going to be running my hour there. And then don't forget, Baby's House of Comedy in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. That's going to be the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of August. And then I'm going to be at the Fringe Festival. I'm bringing Seven Deadly Sins to the Fringe Festival with my brother, Marty Comproni. Uh, That's going to be August 7th through the 13th. I'm also going to be in Vegas at the Hard Rock Casino for the Gentleman's Expo, August 17th. I have no idea what to expect from that. (laughs) I'm going to be doing some shows uh, in Northern California and Big Sur, Napa, some other places. Once I get those all locked, I'll let you guys know. I'm also going to be heading to the East Coast sometime in July. Those dates will be locked up this week. Uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I'm going to be at the Comic Strip the 6th, 7th, and 8th, and 9th of September. That's at the comic strip, the comic strip in West Edmonton Mall. Going all the way into September, y'all. Uh, September 22nd, 23rd, I'm going to be uh, in D.C. I'm going to be at the Comedy Loft in D.C. 
So come check that out. I'll start putting these dates on my website this week. I'm also going to be in New Jersey October 20th at the Comedy Shop. Syracuse, New York. I'm coming back to you guys. Um, I'm going to be in Syracuse the Wednesday before Thanksgiving at the Funny Bone in the Destiny Mall, a.k.a. Carousel for Life, bitch. I'm also going to be at Laugh Boston. I just see this on my calendar right here. November 8th, 9th, and 10th at Laugh Boston. Uh, that's everything through the end of the year for now, with exceptions of some stuff I still have to add. I'm very excited. It's going to be a great year. All all good things to come. And uh, let's get into this podcast episode. I actually shot over to one of my neighbor's houses. Uh, he lives in Venice. He's a neighbor and a new friend, but a comedian that I've always respected He's been doing it. He's been at it for a while and he's just, he's so unique and fun and funny. And he's actually embarking on a month long tour in his van to go tape his hour special, his new hour special. And I think he's embarking on that within a week or so. Um, So I got lucky to catch him before he went out and did that trip. I think he's bringing, he's got a bunny named Banana, which is just amazing at the bananas it might be bananas plural <laughs> but he had his bunny in the backyard and I just was like all right this is pretty dope he's a dope dude amazing comedian and we just had a great time chatting chatting it up in his backyard in Venice California give it up for Mr. Lachlan Patterson everybody feels like I'm doing stand-up listen to your stand-up like are you do you, always do you record yourself yeah and listen to it yeah that's the toughest part <laughs> people always say they record themselves i don't care if you record yourself do you listen i know and do you listen to it right after like what's the time frame because really you know i'm going through going through five years of comedy right now five years of audio recordings good for you five years annual recording is it's it's so important and a lot of it's it's very hard (laughs) it's very hard to listen to yourself especially when you know what you're about to say yeah but i listen for subtle changes or i'm just listening for just little clues yeah so and then i sit there with my pen and pad i write the name of the show i write the set list as I'm telling it. So as I hear the first joke, I write that name of that joke. And then I just leave a space to write anything I can new about that from that, basically from that recording. Did I do anything unique about this? Right. So you keep the new stuff. You're not writing every single little thing down. No, I delete the recording after I'm done too, to get it away from me. Yeah. That's what we want to do. You're right. I think I'm going about it totally wrong. I'm like trying to capture every fucking word. I think I'm overcomplicating the you process. Know, you know the jokes. I know the jokes, but don't. I, I'm just like, well, do I know the jokes? We were just talking a minute about a minute ago about stress. Like that's the right. noise that's in my mind sometimes when I'm trying to transcribe. Like I don't even know if I know my jokes. I need to get every fucking word. Right. It's like self sabotaging bullshit. Yes, this this business is so hard on your uh, ego <clears throat> because you question your own everything everything you just question yourself all the time and you have to if you want to i don't know be whatever type of comedian i don't know you're trying to be but to me too you question where the fuck where am i going with this yeah at the end of this joke what happens to to my right 
Like, am I, is this really, I mean, you got to get even deeper. Is this part of, you know, my new, is this, is this helping move my comedy forward, this joke? Yeah, and I think you also come to that when you've been doing it 13, 14 I'm going on my 15th year. Yeah. You really start to get into that. Yeah. Is this, does this have to do with what I care about right now? Right. And does it sort of represent my sentimentality and my mentality? Like, do you ever perform drunk or high or anything like that? Like, are you, do you have any? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like there was a lot before? Oh, man. Because I know you, we're, we're not like close friends, but I know you, but I don't know a lot about like your process and but all that. But I don't look like I drank that much, right? No. Maybe. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> well, one time I did get drunk. Apparently I performed and apparently <laughs> it's recorded somewhere and I don't remember anything. You don't? I woke up with a hospital bracelet on <gasps> and I turned to my girlfriend and I said, what the hell happened what happened i don't remember the hospital i don't remember the show why did you go to I the just, hospital because the, the the producers were worried about me i was that drunk how long ago a year ago <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean to laugh so so <laughs> heartily I, I selfish i selfishly made coffee and, and then i offer you any do you want coffee? oh no if i have coffee well it'll be a whole situation do you want water no i'm chilling okay yeah i'm hydrated all right good yeah i uh so do you don't remember the details nothing what what did what did jill say uh she she had to come get me from the, the <laughs> hospital and I, I, I remember going into the, this is, I went to I'd get up and go to the bathroom in the, in the morning and all, I said, why are all my clothes in the shower? And she said, you don't remember? And I looked down at my hospital bracelet and I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and she said, you don't remember? Well, apparently I was just an absolute fool draped in a wheelchair in the waiting room and she walked in and said, she knew I didn't have health insurance, so she said, oh. Oh, oh, hell no. And she went and wheeled me right out of there. <laughs> that is that is a ride-or-die chick right yeah, there. She got me the she hell out. She wheeled you out she's like, the fucking hospital. The producers are like, I think he needs a doctor. And she's like, oh, he doesn't, he can't, he's not going in there. No, a little time and water. We'll, we're going to walk this one the fuck off. Yeah, put some ice on it. Seriously, man. How long have you, how long have you been in a relationship? Ten years? I think nine or ten. That's pretty dope. You guys seem very cohesive from from a bird's eye view. It's it's hard work. But that's. I always say I, I uh, my my relationship is my job. I do stand up comedy as a hobby. <laughs> that's a that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, I I uh, I mean even today we d we went to the mechanic and we both um, went into the into into the to meet the mechanic and I dropped off the keys and he said, what do you want me to have a look at? And I said a few things and then she walked in and she <laughs> said, is he going to check out this? Do you going to check out that? And it's not stuff that her and I had talked about. Oh man. And now we're in this awkward thing where I'm like, you, you, why didn't you talk about this with me before we went in? And she said, I did talk when so we had to have that argument on the drive away <laughs> from the mechanic and it's just the only difference now is I realize at the end of this argument is just silence 
and hating her for the rest of the day. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to solve this by just saying maybe, um, you know, maybe we'll just uh, we'll just leave. And I, I don't know. We just calm down. We both didn't say yeah. anything. And then she, put, she just put her, her hand on my leg and said, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And I mean problem solved that's the uh, people i feel like people are get they get stuck on the need to be right or to yes. prove a point yeah and so many relationships become so volatile from that yeah just that toxicity you know yeah if you're with someone who wants to be right all the time oh fuck you gotta be accepting uh, you gotta eat you gotta probably figure out how you can leave accepting that you're gonna be wrong yeah and being okay with being wrong yeah which it's it, victor there's a victory in not winning. Yeah, there really is a victory in not winning. Yeah. But Just, but at the same time and sometimes you get it later, you get the apology, you know, the next day or like 6 months later. Six Women months. we hang on to shit. Or you just notice they changed <laughs> The thing that you complained about that they never said they were going to do, they start just start doing it without yeah. you telling you. People take a while to come around. Mhm. I just started coming around on some stuff. You know what I stopped doing? Farting so much in front of my man. Oh, did you? Yeah, my, my boyfriend that I'm uh, with now, uh, last time I saw you, I was with a crazy situation. Yeah? And I had to get a restraining order on that one. Jesus. Yeah, fun. I don't know if you've ever done did, that. Did you lift it yet? Hell no. It's forever. I'm gonna. It's for three years. I'm going to see if I can get an extension. I'm going to treat it like a cell phone plan and just renew every three years. Fuck. <laughs> If I'm from Canada, you would say a green card. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. just renew your green card. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this this new guy, is, he's he's a regular dude. Like a, he's a good man. It's the first time for me dating like a good man. Yeah. Not the first time, but the first time where I'm not trying to sabotage it single-handedly. Like you you appreciate a good man. Now. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Like I appreciate a good man. You didn't need a now. good man in your 20s. No, fuck no. You need fixer-uppers. Yeah. It's like I, I was like a rescue uh, adoption agency for men. Yeah. Bring me all of your battered, yeah. you know, one-eyed, sloppy Labrador men and I'll, I'll fix them. They're fun. They're fun. The sex is good. Yeah. You know, who 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 cares about a bruise here or there? It's right. fine. This is the restraining order guy. He <laughs> hit you. <laughs> I mean, there were threats. It was never like it, it, there was no fist to skin, but there was enough of a terrifying situation to think that that was a possibility. Oh man! You know, but sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta go through something fucking horrible, like we were talking before. You, you gotta get dismantled a little. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced shit in your life where you probably thought it was never going to get better. Reaching rock bottom or, you know, in a shitty relationship or I don't know if you've ever been in a terrible accident or anything like that. Or have you just been kind of smooth sailing? <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm kind of fucking no, fine. I, I don't. I don't. I've definitely. We all we've all had challenges. Yeah. And, and I think uh, you don't get to my age without having. Some tough battles. I don't yeah. think anyone does. No. And you, you grow from them. So, I always feel like all that that shitty shit that happened to us is actually the best stuff for us. It is the hard shit. Yeah. The hard shit is the best. Well, okay. What's the hardest thing? If you like today. Oh, you want to hear this? So let's just continue. Besides not remembering. So she wheels me out of the hospital, and then two 
two days later. So then I just uh, I woke up in the morning. And I'm like, why is this hospital bracelet on? And I just started throwing up. And I just started throwing up a lot. And then I started peeing all the time. Like I was peeing. <laughs> I had to pee leaving the bathroom to sit back down. I had to get up and go pee again. And it was really weird. And then all of a sudden I went to bed and I got brushed my teeth and I walked into the bedroom and I collapsed. And I, in extreme pain. What the F? So I raced back to the emergency room two days later. This is after the blackout. After the blackout. Oh boy. Go in. Most painful thing I've ever had in my life. A busted There nut. was a guy next to me who had a gunshot wound. And I remember thinking, I wish I was him. I don't think that's a good thing to wish. I don't even know what a gunshot wound feels like. I don't either. I can't even equate the pain. No. <clears throat> uh, it was a kidney stone. Oh, those are the worst. It's a fucking kidney stone. I've seen people in like the most excruciating point of passing, and I haven't experienced it, but the sound, the howling noise that came out of this particular person. Yeah. It's just because you're... You're taking something solid and rock hard with sh- serrated edges and serrated. passing it through your senses. It looks skin. like a rock from Krypton. Yeah, it's literally an outer space meteorite passing through your urethra. Yeah. And then I, I made it through that, passed it, and then the next day I woke up with soreness all around my chest and my ribs and... I went to the emergency room again. Are you fucking kidding me? And I apparently contracted shingles <laughs> while in the hospital. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I mean, it was the worst <laughs> fucking experience ever. And Shingles is super painful. Shingles hurts, and there's no drug for it. Nope. With the kidney stone, they gave me morphine eventually. After two hours, they gave me morphine, oh but I had God. already passed it. And morphine does the trick for that, but with shingles, because it's a nerve disease, yep. there's nothing. Nothing. You got to ride that wave out. You got to ride that shingle wave right to the end. Shingles, too, and it just doesn't sound like a deadly it, disease. It doesn't, and it sounds like something that like Angela Lansbury gets. Right. With it's her old tea. people. <laughs> yes. It's like, Oops, I believe I'll have some shingles. <laughs> My, one it's of my exes had shingles really bad, and he would get sores on his face. Oh, he had the face shingles. <laughs> Fingles. Fingles. Yeah, it's like, uh, isn't it, um, it's chicken box that, mm-hmm. that lies dormant. Yeah. We all are susceptible to it, essentially. If, 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 if Essentially, it, it happens to elderly people. And Lachlan. And people who under stress. And my body was just under a lot of stress. That's that's a lot of hospital visits for no somebody with no insurance. Yeah. I'm, How did you handle that situation? I'm still dealing with it. Oh. Of course. Of course. I mean, th- that's such a racket. Yeah. It's such a racket. Yeah, and... and <clears throat> You know, when you go to the hospital, apparently you get a, when you go to the emergency room, you get a bill from the hospital. Yes. And you get a bill from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is the difference? To me. Doesn't the doctor work at the fucking hospital? You go to get an oil change, you don't get a bill from the oil company. No, when I go to the grocery store and I buy a bunch of produce, I don't get a bill from the grocery store and Johnny Appleseed. Right. From buying his fucking apples. Right. You guys already, you guys do your business. Gala. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph's. The, the Gala apples. 
Gala apples are so good. Yeah, I like gallows. Yeah. And they they range in price enough that I can I can I can I know what a gala tastes like and I can see if they're under a dollar. I'll get I'll hit that. You'll you'll that's your like your range right there. Yeah, just the three dollars, the three ninety nine a pound. Give me strength. Suck my dick. Two bucks for an orange. I don't care how juicy it is. I don't either. Have you ever had one of them creepy oranges that are like from Japan? Uh, asteroid orange? Oh, aren't are those good? good? I, I I dare not eat them. Are they good? Oh, they're the best ever. They look like they have shingles. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are the shingles of oranges. For sure. You no, know, but their face looks like just definitely... Lepers. <laughs> 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 it looks like just just like a fruit that's infected with something. Yes. But it's so delicious. Trust me. Beauty is only skin deep. Yeah, it really is. I mean, one of my favorite things to do is to get high yep. and go grocery shopping. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Up and down every fucking aisle. It's fun. I got rid of cable, you know, so... That's a perfect example. I think that's such a great <laughs> thing to do instead of watching TV. No pop-ups. No pop-ups. Yeah. A whole aisle of cereal. Yeah. Maybe the best aisle, arguably the best aisle in the grocery store. I love cereal. What's, what's a better aisle besides that and maybe cheese? They don't even get a whole fucking aisle. I gave up the cheese. Oh, I thought about that today. Why did you give up the cheese? It's just not, it's just not working for me. <sighs> Just ba- I battle it every time I eat like, it. Like you got like issue, like it's almost worth it sometimes. I'm like, I don't care that I'm gonna be in the bathroom for the next two hours. Yeah, I want to eat this pizza. Like a nice slice of brie, especially if you can put it on a piece of toast with some jam. You know, I could probably <laughs> pull that off. I just don't buy cheese, but if there's cheese at a party, I'll try it. <laughs> now you just you got a bath. Does your bathroom have a lock on it? I hate going to people's houses and they don't have locks on the bathroom. What the fuck's wrong with you? Or they don't have lock or they have shitty toilet paper. Oh, Who yeah. Who are you? That's your ass. You're going with this this high school toilet paper? That's your ass. That's your you get one asshole. <laughs> and it will it will retaliate. Yes. My asshole's retaliated in the worst ways. Yep. As a lady, I mean as a dude, you guys get an asshole pass. Ours has yeah, to look like true. the face of a cherubic angel. Yeah, no one really cares about our asses. No one really cares about your asses. No, it's great. It's, you know. That's your own fault, though. You started showing us your asses. I know. It's, it's, God. We don't, we, porn's really. We don't really show us, show you our asses still. No, you guys don't. I don't know how we don't. got through that. Yeah, you guys have, the, is there like a ass, like a man ass porno category? I'm sure. Of course. Of course. Of course. How come there isn't a cartoon with just asses that talk? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) Where uh, where are you from? Because I don't know that. I'm from British. I'm from Vancouver. Where are you from? Are you for real? Yeah. I'm from Syracuse, New York. See, that's because your name... Like you're, the first part of your name sounds like a country, like mm-hmm. Midwestern girl. Yeah. And the last part of your name sounds like a d- detective from New York. <laughs> That's funny because there's a show. I don't know if you've watched it. It's called The Mar- Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, no, I haven't. Is it good? It's good. Yeah. It's about, you know, she's doing stand up in like the 50s. I watched her the first episode. And there's a detective. And that's exactly. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Peluso. Hey, Don. 
Hey, don't listen to Detective Peluso. We got a double <laughs> homicide over here on uh, Bleecker Street. That's a good one. That's, a, that's it. That's, you nailed it. You nailed exactly what I thought. <laughs> Vancouver's so Calm beautiful. Calm down, ma'am. Listen, ma'am, I'm going to need you to step back a bit. I need to brew a cup of coffee because this corpse stench is a little thick. <laughs> that's what they do. They brew coffee. I mean, they use That's to. why they do it? Yeah. You should grill some onions. Oh, really. Onions are really cut into that stench. Yeah. I, have you ever seen a dead body? Isn't that an interesting thing? You go, you go your whole life besides like funerals, never really seeing like a... Yeah, just a funeral. And it was enough. That's a lot in itself, but like to see a dead body in its natural habitat, that's I, a whole other thing. I agree. And I think that I went to a funeral and I didn't know anyone at the funeral. I yeah. was just there for support. And this lineup started going to the body. <laughs> Which is such a weird tradition, isn't it? And someone did the, and, and someone stopped and gestured me to go in front of him, someone in the family. And I was like, no, nah, keep going. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I'm not going in there. Going before the grandma. Out of respect for the dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, she wouldn't want me to look at her. <laughs> or he, I don't even know. I didn't see. Funerals are such a weird there's a tradition of them. Usually they're so macabre and somber. Yeah. And I get that aspect, but there's something too, like the Andy Kaufman style where it's just a weird celebration of who. A roast or something. Yeah. Yes. I would love that. Let's I would plan love your to. funeral. Can we roast me? Yeah, we can roast you. It's just the saddest thing to ask for, but I'm dead. Seriously, who would be, would you go Jeff Ross as the roast master? Or would you pick like I a would close? Just, I would just do, I would just have my friends go up and tell stories. Yeah. And punk me. <laughs> just tell all the stories that nobody knew about me that, you know, that think that they would get a laugh out of. Because really what we're, th- what we're there to do is we're, hel- we're there to help the, the mourning um, <clears throat> release yep. and let go. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I've gone to funerals and you just can't let go. It's just too weird. It's too weird. And it's so, it's also so many funerals are so rooted in the traditions that they lose yes. the individuality of the person. Totally. Right? Yeah. You're like, you're force fed this uh, religious stuff. And if the person's not religious, why is there a priest up here? Or like, like even like just, um, you know, like I went to a funeral, it was my buddy, and they had bagpipes and all this like Celtic tradition. Yeah. Which was his parents. But he didn't give a shit about that shit. Yeah. So we were all confused and we're like, we really, we didn't really feel, I didn't feel like this funeral was for, for me. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's, it, 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 they can get complicated. They get so complicated. Yeah. And I've had these weird thoughts. My father was just uh, recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And my weird brain way of dealing with things when it comes to stress is I force myself to imagine the worst possible outcome. Okay. And so, and then I work backwards. So the worst possible outcome obviously being death. Yeah. And then I've been thinking like, well, what is his funeral going to be like? Because he's not religious. Right. But people panic. They don't know what to do, so they just order the package deal. Call the church. Right? Yeah. It's just the it's the senior photos of death. <laughs> yeah. You just fucking right. I'll take number one and maybe we'll get, you know, four wallet sizes on the side. Speaks yeah, exactly. You know, so I've just been thinking in my mind because I'm a daughter, I have some control over this. I have mm-hmm. some say. 
you know, so I've had these like internal arguments. I don't know if you ever do this where you just have, it, it might be a chick thing. I have fake arguments in my mind. Like I anticipate arguments with people. Ooh, good for you. Pre-prepare, <laughs> Pre-prepare. for an argument. Like with my sisters, I've already envisioned what I would say to defend me not wanting a priest or it to be in a fucking church. Fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> I like that. You pre-prepare. For a funeral. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm roasting him. <laughs> I, want, I really do want to roast him so bad. I've really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's your speech. It's you true. know, you get to do with it whatever you want. That's Everyone true. there knows you're a comedian. That's true. When my dad dies, I'm going to tell all these fucked up stories that I remember about him that no, I know no one else is going to talk about. Yeah. When my dad dies. I mean, if he dies. Right. He might live forever. Your dad? Yes. How old is he? He's 82. My dad's eight, he'll be 81 this year. Your parents still in uh, British Columbia? They do. Vancouver? Yes. Do you get back there often <laughs> to see them? You close? Yeah, I'm close with my my parents. Only child? No, I have a sister too. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's up there as well? She's up there. She's got wow. four kids. She's got a whole family. And my parents live on an island. And uh, they come visit for like a month or two a year. Like do they stay for a full month or two? Yeah, they stay in the... On the Murphy bed? In the front house. Wow. Well, sometimes in the Murphy bed, yeah. That's I mean, we wild. mix it up. They're really cool. I have cool parents. That's so amazing to hear so many people have issues i know and and i i joke about (coughs) it's not not funny it's just you 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 see all these people throughout history who face obstacles in their youth and go on to achieve fantastic things yeah but you never hear about the the ones who never had obstacles yes and who were told they could be anything they want there's something to that and how challenging that is when you're told you can become anything you just are like, it's really hard to do anything. <laughs> or to pick. Yeah. Anything. I, you can be anything you want. Oh, fuck it then. Good to know. <laughs> I won't be anything then. I, if, I, if I know I can, why bother? Yeah. Tell me I can't. Was that your parents? Yeah. They were very supportive and encouraging. Yeah. Were they successful in their own right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. My dad <clears throat> was a teacher, high school counselor. Mm-hmm. And he coached all the teams. He was very good at... He loved to teach. And everyone called him Sir. I wow. Thought, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I, yeah. I called my teachers Mr. Johnson and Mr. Peterson and Mrs. Carr or whatever. Yeah. Sir. He That's was pretty just powerful. Sir. Yeah. He's pretty baller. And what about your mom? My mom ran the daycare across the street for teen mothers. So they would, Damn. Dr- they would drop their kids off and go to school. And my dad was the school counselor, so he would see them as well. So they kind of work closely together. Yeah, they got a package deal with your parents. Yeah. That's also interesting, like, to be raised by parents who are essentially helping raise other people's kids. Yeah, you got to kind of <coughs> find your own things to do. Yeah. Which is fun. I love, also my dad and t- took the time after work to to work with me in my life and, and, and coach me in sports and try to help me read and, and be somebody. He really was a very, he was very close to me growing up until about the age of 18. And that actually became the crux of a lot of the stress with us is him letting go of me. Oh. And we battled for about 10 years on that. Because he didn't want you to be an adult? 
he didn't he didn't want yeah he felt that he should he, he that i still needed his his sort of guidance yeah and i didn't want it anymore i just wanted my i just wanted it my own way so i chose stand-up comedy of all yeah things. i was just gonna ask like how did you so what age do you remember first time i ever did it i was 19 me too that's funny Wow, that's cool. I got on so stage when I was 19. So for me, 19 is the first year you can go in a bar in, in Vancouver. But for you, 19... It's actually 13 for me. I mean, it's illegal, but I had IDs. Really? I was in bars when I was 13. Holy shit. Yeah, I have a couple of the fake IDs. I just found them. And they look nothing. I mean, it's like one of the ladies is black. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, they didn't care at wow. all. Yeah. But... I, yeah, because it's... Are they driver's licenses? Yeah, one of them had a hole in it. One oh, lady like a, wasn't even like looking at punch? the photo. Yeah, she had a mullet and was looking off to the... It looked like a mugshot, like a meth head mugshot. Wow. And I'm like, this is me, Allison, you know, Wentworth, 45 years old. I was like 15. Wow. Yeah. I had Roger McConkie's Saskatchewan blood donor card. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Native American. It never worked. <laughs> But they always gave it back to me and said, nice try. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And I just kept it. I just imagine you would always look mature, even at 19. Oh, I, I, I'll show you some pictures. I was a very t- tall, thin, skinny, um, very emaciated t- t- teen. <laughs> you just described me except for the tall part. Yeah, I had acne and <laughs> I was just, uh, I really loved basketball and that's all I cared about. Yeah. Just wanted to play basketball. And w- when was the first time you got on stage? Do you remember the first performance? Yeah, Nineteen. I did an amateur night at Yuck Yucks in in Vancouver. Wow. <coughs> and uh, I invited all my friends, and I thought, and I got on there, and I did all these silly things, <laughs> and they laughed so loud, and uh, it took me like three years to, before I really put together that they were laughing at me, and that's not really what I wanted. I thought that that was what I wanted, but I didn't feel good about it. So after three years, I decided to try it again, and I found that it was much more difficult. And so I was in. I was. You in. needed the difficulty of it to be hooked. Um, yeah, I guess the idea of a challenge. I needed a challenge. Maybe like maybe going back to your parents saying yeah. you can do anything, and you're like, oh, I can do this. I, I, I'm d- I did it. Like the first time you did it, you had a good set, it sounds like. Yeah, and I was like, I did it. I remember going home and waking my parents up and going, guys, I did it. (laughs) You did? Yeah. (laughs) And they were so excited. Well, my my mom was excited. My dad was not excited at all. He wasn't happy about that at all? No, he he was not excited, so. And when you went back three years later, was it the same thing from your parents? Were they supportive of that? Again, my uh, and of course, God damn! If 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 my kid wanted to be a stand-up comedian, I it would be very hard for me to go. Yeah, I support you. I know, I know. I I, it's because looking back at everything that you have to do, and just the the shit gigs. Yeah. For so long and yeah. just all the industry bullshit that you have to deal with. It's so fucking. It's heartbreak after heartbreak. And it. It's uh, 20 years, I think, I've been doing it. Yeah. It's never ending. It's never ending, and, it, and you, you've you never fully got it figured out. No. It's not... Right when you think you got it. Oh. And even with a joke, you ever have a joke, you know, works every time, and you get a little cocky, and then it doesn't, and you're like, oh, oh, I 
need to stay working at this. Yeah. Like I'm not as good as I thought I was. Like I need to like really respect that it's a wavering thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, once you learn some skills, you've got them, but it's still sort of thing where you can go into a room and just have a fucking bad night. Yeah. You know? Or you could, yeah, you th- it's right when you think you're doing well. <laughs> it's right when everything's going great. <laughs> I was at a festival a couple of weeks ago, and I, I thought I was great. Everything Which is one? good. I, uh, Halifax Comedy Festival. Yeah. <laughs> I sent in my, you know, you send in your sheets of what you're going to say. They came back. Uh, uh, it was just, everything was so smooth. I was so proud of these sets. And I went up and I did my sets, and they were pretty good. And then I w- Tom Papa went up. Yeah. And just slaughtered. Him. Just fucking slaughtered. Yeah. And then you just go, okay. Well, fuck I, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, you know, but stuff like that, like seeing those guys go up sometimes and seeing them be so flawless. On the other hand, perfect example, I was at Gotham Comedy Club. I want to say like seven years ago, maybe even a little bit longer, maybe around 10 years ago. And uh, I was doing comedy at the time, but I was just there seeing, uh, I think it was Pablo Francisco. Yeah. And a couple of my friends wanted to go to a comedy show. I mean, you probably never do that either, where you just go and be an audience member. <laughs> I mean, you're never really going to go and see um, comedy with your friends and oh, sit in the audience. No, probably yeah. not. So it was an interesting thing for me. So... We're sitting in the audience, and you know, I think maybe uh, Vic Henley was hosting. Yeah. And I think maybe maybe uh, I don't know some local guy was doing a feature set, and Seinfeld drops in. Oh wow. Yeah. That I would love to sit down and watch. Right, and it was a total surprise. I didn't know, even though I know Chris Mazzilli at the club. Um, and Seinfeld bombed. He bombed. For a good thirty minutes. Wow. And he did a forty-five minute, about forty-five minute guess set 45 minute guest set yeah uh he was trying new stuff okay and he bombed so bad that at one point he said um he said something like well who do i who do i have to be to make you guys laugh what do you want what do you want to see and the guy i was sitting with yelled out the next comedian no and i sank so far into my seat i just was like Oh, what a burn. What a burn. And I literally like. I mean, you got to give him a low high five. I know. Just like, wow. I, and the whole audience laughed. I bet. And, but in the same. In an uncomfortable laugh. But maybe in New York, yeah. they laugh different. Uh, New York, yeah. It's, but it's definitely like a mixture of people being like, yeah. And like, oh, fuck. That's our God. That's, yeah. But it's just the other end of the spectrum of you witnessing Tom Papa. Yeah. Both those guys are the top of their game. Yeah. Legends. Yeah. You know, I mean, Seinfeld obviously has a little bit more of a name, but Tom Papa's, he's, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. But to see th- both those things exist. Yeah. Because you have to fail in front of everybody. Yeah, there's no secret room where you can go pr- practice failing that no one will see when you're Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> no. Like, I get to go to, do you have a place that you kind of sneak around and go do work your sets out? You know, honestly, the lab, I like okay. doing that at the lab. That's um, great. But like any little comedian-run shows around town that are just not in a comedy club per se, I love right. to do those weird little rooms. Sein- to Seinfeld, Gotham is a weird little room. Yep. Because he's doing theaters. Yeah. 
That's crazy. It is crazy to think about that. You know, it's just like. I'm going to do this weird little. Yeah, you got very dexterous. Dex is how do you say that word? You got it. Dexterous. Yeah, you got like ballerina feet. Dexterous. I'm not dexterous. This is this hurts. Um, (laughs) you're going in your van. I remember I asked you about van travel because I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. It's something that I want to implement in my life. I um, we'll talk after. Yeah. Or we could talk now. Yeah. Because this is your podcast. (laughs) Um, where are you going? Detective Peluso. (laughs) Where are you gonna go in your van? Are you going to bring your bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to bring the bunny. Uh, driving up the coast of California and Oregon and Washington to British Columbia. And I'm going to record my album when I get to the top. That's awesome. Are you going to do spots along the way? I'm going to do spots along the way. That's so dope. You can check me out in, uh, what's it called? Is it Cannon Beach, Oregon? I've got, uh, I'm yeah. Do, doing the Cannon Beach Comedy Festival. Yep. And then up in Lake Chelan, Washington, <coughs> I'll be uh, uh, all these all this stuff's on the, my website, which is LachlanPatterson.com. Okay. And I'm sure I'll be popping in spots along the way that uh, I'll announce last minute if you follow me at Lockjaw, L-A-C-H-J-A-W. <laughs> hey, this is the first time I've ever plugged it. Really? It's just something I, I was planning on doing by myself, and and. Uh, I should probably promote things more. I'm not really good at that. I'm. I'm. Sometimes I forget, and I feel the same way. Yeah, you should promote things more. You're funny and talented. Why not? There's plenty of people who are not that are shitty that have like billboards. It's <laughs> a good. It's a good point. <laughs> I'm just. You know what it's I mean. It's a very good point. <laughs> shitty people with fucking giant pictures. Just sunset billboards. Fucking huge. terrible people. Hor and and horrible people. Yeah. Hor- not like a horrible just in their talent, but just horrible as a person. Whole building <laughs> size posters. <laughs> and me. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I could really use this, you know, so the support. So if people, you know, I need people in the audience in order to make this album worthwhile and worth listening to. So have you thought about, do you know what you're going to call it? I was thinking of calling it Bananas. After the bunny? After my bunny. Are you serious? Yeah. I think it's genius. Bananas? And you should put him on the poster. I think I should put him on it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah? Do I smoke too much weed? But I think that's a good idea. It's I, I was smoking weed when I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smoke often? Um, I, Probably every day. I don't... <laughs> I, just, I don't like getting it from the government, though. That bothers me. No, I agree. I mean, I- L.A., I feel like we don't really have to get it from the government. No. There's plenty of people. And they're right, they're right around the corner, so it's to me it's like I could go to the grocery store and make a nice meal, get the drugs from my friends. Yeah. Or I could go to the McDonald's, the, the MedMen. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Which is just a, uh, it's just a whole, the whole retail business of marijuana is kind of. It's like the Apple store of marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. It bothers me a little. Well, because it, it's a totally different part of the industry that's evolving. And there used to be this risk or something. Yeah, like you might get stabbed. You You, could, maybe you see, you might see a gun. Yeah. It might be dangerous. It could be dangerous. This might be more than weed. Yeah. What if it's laced with something? What if I trip out? What if? What if this leads me to sucking a dick to get something stronger? <laughs> that's the that's kind of risk I want. <laughs> that's a, that's what you want in your mind when you go to smoke. Your I mean, weed. no, I don't want that risk. 
but no, when someone tells takes my ID, you know, and yeah. that even bothers me that someone's taking my ID. I know. You just need to see it. No, I need to enter it. I'm like, you don't need to enter it. Uh, yeah, so now there's a card catalog every time I want to go buy an eighth yeah. of, of Candy Kush. What, what, what the fuck do they need to know this for? They, you need to know I'm 18. There you go. There's the date. Right. Read it. With liquor. But now they swipe it and type it and it's like... It's so stupid. Because mm. you literally, right now, you and I can go and walk into a liquor store. Yeah. And cool... We could literally clear the place out. Yeah. They wouldn't even... Those people would just take the money and go on vacation. They're not going to think anything of it. No. Nope. We're just having a party. Go Flash s- an ID. They're not scanning anything. Go to Smart and Final. <laughs> Get those big <laughs> two liter... Yeah. Maker's Marks. Oh, yeah. Get like Colt 45s, a bunch of those, maybe a couple Magnums. Yeah. And just walk around and piss ourselves. A bottle of wine, too. Maybe champagne. Maybe a nice little champagne. Maybe a little Corbel. (laughs) Is that the shit? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean. Some mixer? Yeah, a little mixer. Whatever you need in your life. Those are the days. Um, Before we go, is there anything you want to say to these people? Who are these people? Hmm. Who are you did people? You, did you name them? Palusers. The Palusers? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, Palusers. <clears throat> be a good person. I like that. Just be a good person, man. Yeah. Just try to smile. And, and when people walk by, try to smile. Just try to keep that connection, that, that live connection with human beings. Yes. Just keep your head up. Keep your head up and get your 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 face out of your phone a little bit. Force people to to give you the the nod or smile back. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't work sometimes, but don't get down. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Don't worry about those people. Those are those people are aliens, and they're they're on the planet, and they're disguised as us. You just they're let lizard them go. people. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Don't spend time with lizard people and yeah. be a good person. Amen. Shit, I think we got it. I think we got it figured out. <laughs> Rock and roll. Well, thanks for coming on the pod, Locke. Thanks for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.